You are listening to Beyond the Verse, a Star Citizen podcast. A show dedicated to Cloud Imperium games, Star Citizen and Squadron 42. Whether you fight, explore, unite, and or trade, we bring you news, updates, interviews, reviews, and analysis. So sit back, relax, grab yourself a pour of Radagast, and join us as we go Beyond the Verse. Launch sequence activated. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 35 of Beyond the Verse Star Citizen podcast. I'm your host, Solus. We're going to have a few new listeners, a few new viewers on YouTube. So I'm going to take a couple seconds real quick and introduce the podcast, introduce myself, kind of who we are, where we've been, and what we're going to be doing. So we set out in March of 2023 um, to be a weekly broadcast every Thursday that talks all things in the game and outside of the game uh, with a little bit of a, a lore flair to everything. It's one of the main reasons why we play, so we throw that in. Uh, But part of our charter is obviously news, reviews, analytics, but we really lean heavily on having guests on this show. Adds color, adds that flavor that we all love about long-form conversations. We've had Conniff, Joran, Authy Gamer, The Astro Pub, uh, Star Jump, Blasphemous, just to name a few. But today I have the privilege of bringing on CIG's social media manager, Galactica. How you doing, friend? What an introduction. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, but I'm doing Good. great. Good. Thanks for having me. Good. Yeah, you have your sickness. You uh, you've you've gotten better. I've I've heard you seem better. A little, a little bit. My voice is still not a hundred percent, but much better than it was uh, about a week or two ago. Yep. I'm actually really surprised most of y'all didn't come out of CitizenCon dead. Like I don't COVID nineteen, everything else. Like y- y'all had a lot going on. The adrenaline was keeping us going. That's. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's a lot to be said about that. Um, well, th- this is a long time coming. Uh, it's been, well, we met this time last year, roughly. It was Q4-ish uh, of 2022, 2952, if we want to be nerds here. Um, but we met at Bar Citizen uh, inside of San Antonio and actually had the pleasure of also meeting Jake. Um, and I just want to take a couple seconds. I think today was his three-year anniversary working at CIG, yeah. right? Yep. All right. So I'm going to like take a couple of seconds and celebrate that. That's awesome. Um, also got to wish him a happy birthday on Citizen Con. So I just, I feel like I, I want to yep. stay with that hey. theme. So yeah, <laughs> but had a great time at that bar Citizen. You and I connected, um, established a friendship from there. And we kind of been um, engaged, not engaged throughout the, the next year. It's like you've been busy or something. Like, I don't know. You guys have a game to produce. No way. No, no way. Uh, but it was nice seeing you at CitizenCon for the brief couple of seconds we were able to run into each other. How, how was CitizenCon for you? That was kind of my experience for most of it, honestly, is like saying hi and bye to everybody because I was just running around so much. Um, yeah. But it was awesome. Um, it's it, it was a really cool experience to um, be at such a big venue and see people that you've seen, um, you know, over the last two years 
all over the world. I mean, I saw people that I met in Germany there. I saw people just from everywhere, all That's under cool. one roof. And it was just this, I, I don't know, I've, I've never really felt um, like being in such a big venue and like pretty much knowing almost everybody like or at least seeing somebody that you know in like every corner of yeah. the room and to me that, that was such a crazy feeling and and it was so um it was so cool like i hate to and, and i've said this a couple of times um and and i feel bad about saying it because it feels cliche but it really just felt like a giant like um family event <laughs> um and i thought that was so cool and and honestly some of the content that was that was shown on citizen con um i'm super stoked about like i kind of knew a little bit about it but um a lot of the stuff on there i hadn't seen in depth um to the extent that that you guys saw it until um, they presented it at CitizenCon, so that was like super cool for me um, and super exciting for me as well. That's actually very interesting for you to be part of like a production studio, of course, but not not having privy or not being not being able to know or see all the ins and outs of the whole production. That's, yeah, that's crazy so, to me. I mean, I technically I could if I wanted to, sure. um, but there's certain things to to take into consideration and. Um, one of them, for better or worse, is that a lot of the times I work from home. Um, <laughs> so, um, but but not to mention that the Austin studio itself um, doesn't have like a ton of um, um, like designers, like game um, like uh, engineers. Like we have some of the ships teams in the Austin office, and we have like some server techs. Um, but a lot of it is in, like a lot of it is overseas. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of more disconnected from those teams, um, just, just being in Austin. Um, but at the same time, I also tell people like internally all the time that, that I don't really want to know, um, <laughs> what's not out there because yeah. since I'm so public, uh, facing, um, and my job is, you know, writing stuff on social media, I don't want to risk like accidentally not knowing that yeah. something isn't supposed to be public yeah. and um you know putting it out there so i i actually it's intentional <laughs> yeah no it's a very good point it's it's almost like ignorance is bliss a little bit like like not knowing exactly. protects you it protects the community <laughs> um yeah i won't be asking you when squadron 42 is coming out you know because that's you know i told you i wouldn't but <laughs> But yeah, ignorance is bliss sometimes. Like to feign to feign ignorance. Like, oh I don't know. I'm not privy to see that. <laughs> Seems like yeah. a really good scapegoat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we get away from the Citizen Con conversation though, I, I do I do have a little a little something for you. Incoming message. Enjoy. How awesome is it to have Galactica on Beyond the Verse, a Star Citizen podcast? Hey Galactica, it's the Poets, and it was amazing meeting you and all of CIG over at CitizenCon in Los Angeles, and I cannot wait for next year's CitizenCon, wherever that may be, in the Verse. Boom. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, the Poets. He's such a good dude. I, I, at CitizenCon, yeah, I met him. Obviously, he's the easiest person to pick out of the crowd because he's wearing like a 10-piece suit. You know, looking, looking, looking snazzy. Family AF everywhere he yeah. goes, but but I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, it, it was really those three individuals. Just just, just quickly, it, it was easy to pick out the poets because he's in a ten piece suit. 
It was easy to pick out morphologists because he's he's like ten feet tall, uh, and then Space Tomato in his pajamas. Like, who looks like they just got out of bed? All right, you could see those three just like walking throughout the entire crowd the entire time. It was it was hilarious. But the poets is a, he's an awesome dude, very yeah, classy. great but, guy. Yeah, we just wanted to share that. I I had reached out to a couple of uh, I love it. Thank you for that. A couple of friends. I'll have to shout out to poets after this absolutely yeah he's a good dude um i do have i do have one more for you and i think this is a pretty good segue into some of the community input so here we go hey everyone this is star jump grim from star jump i wanted to send galactica a hello and uh, most importantly a giant thank you for all the hard work you've done over the past year uh just engaging with the community and doing all sorts of great events and it's it's just been really cool to see uh, you know, myself and everyone else here at Star Jump really appreciates all you do for the community at large. Thanks, and I uh, hope to see you in the verse. And yeah, hmm, maybe we need a Galactica themed Star Jump fleet viewership. <laughs> so what a cool surprise! Yeah, absolutely. I had uh, I had Star Jump Grim and Ender on a couple episodes ago. Um, and let me just again repeat myself, the the amount of work that they put in to create the fleet view and the hangar link and all of that is just tremendous. Y'all oh, yeah. y'all announced like Arastra, um, the Arastra like ship and like the very next day it was built into the, the fleet view. I'm like, why? You need a job at CIG. It is really <laughs> impressive it is. to see how much like, and, and again, I feel like this is cliche to say, but but there is so much passion around this project yeah. that you see a lot of like side projects that people put so much time and energy into. Like, for example, like Atmo Esports is a huge example of that. I mean, everybody that I know on Atmo Esports, you know, they have full-time jobs, but if you knew the amount of work that they're putting into these events like they're they're organizing the daymar rally right now and um it's just i mean it, it is almost a full-time job within itself to yeah. to do all of these things between like the marketing the the intake of of the participants i'm sorry if you could hear my dog behind me she's You're going fine. Um, we do this live. Let's and, go. you know, just just overall organizing the event um, and doing the live streams and all of that. Like it is um, it, it's amazing. There, there, and there's so many projects that 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 have come out of Star Citizen, um, like the the startle. I don't know if you saw that yeah. earlier this year, yeah. uh, which is really cool. But there's like I said, there's all these really neat side projects that come from from Star Citizen. And it's just because of how passionate it is and and i appreciate the heck out of it. it it honestly makes working here like super cool to see that everybody you know shares the same passion and and yeah. makes all these like really cool tools out of it yeah well let me ask you probably probably one of the first i guess official questions i think this is a good a good segue into it but um, like, what does that digestion look like from from your purview? So, you have somebody like Fleet View or Hangar Link come out. You've got the startle that comes out. Now, what? Like, like, what is what is CIG's response to that? Like, what is your response to that? How how do y'all digest and figure out what to do with these awesome creations that the community is putting forward? Yeah, so like anytime that we see something like that, like obviously um, I, I'm, I'm always looking for content, honestly, like yeah. I, I, people joke that I'm everywhere and it's true because I'm on the community hub looking at the submissions that people are putting on the community hub, I'm on YouTube, I'm on social media. Um, so I'm, I'm constantly looking at who's talking about Star Citizen and what kind of content they're putting out there. 
Um, and and anytime that anybody makes something neat or um, you know makes a makes a tool like that, like any opportunity I get to signal boost it, um, I will. Um, I think we've we've signal boosted them and um, Startle and, and a lot of those projects all the time. But but also um, you know people are are more than welcome to to share stuff with me personally and be like, hey, I have this thing. Um, and you know if it makes sense, you know we'll signal boost it and and get the community involved. Um, but like an example of that is um, during CitizenCon. Um, I don't know. There, there there's a streamer, uh, Tom Beckhauser. Hopefully, I'm saying your your name right, Tom. I'm sorry Sounds good. I didn't. Um, <laughs> Sounds good. But uh, he he caught me like when I was walking into the pyro area, um, and he was telling me that that his friend had made Startle, and he was like asking me. I was like, Yeah, I know what Startle is. And like right then and there, I was like, "You want to do a video to, like tag teaming the startle of the day?" Yeah. And we did that, and um, it was actually a lot of fun. It was really cool. Um, oh. So yeah, very cool, very cool. Yeah, the, I think there's there's maybe some um, misunderstanding or misinterpretation on what a social media manager does and i think there's like i i, I want to get into that and i think i'm just going to go ahead and dive into those series of questions but we all know you're an intern uh an intern for jared specifically like we know this uh, <laughs> yep. eight years an intern yeah, ex yeah exactly uh let's just start there um first off let's go even further back galactica why why Galactica? Like, like, where does that name? What's the origin story? Like, let's start there, and then we'll get into uh, your career as a social media manager. Yeah, sure. Um, so, this is going to be a really lame story, um, <laughs> but my previous gamer name that I had—well, uh, it was actually my gamer name from like since I started gaming—was um, Karmatica. Um, and I used that with the last gaming company that I worked for. And so when I moved here, um, one of the things that I learned um, from my last job um, was that it's nice to have a separation between like your actual gaming tag and your work stuff. Um, and even though those lines are very heavily blurred right now, um, I wanted to make something that was a little bit more, like, on brand with, like, space-related stuff. And so I was like, well, how can I modify my existing name to work with the space theme? And so it just, I changed the karma and put a Galactica in there, and <laughs> that's basically how it worked. Okay. No, no, that's, that's a legitimate origin story. Um, where did the number one come from? Because a, a little bit of backstory, I, I got really upset when, when I was building my YouTube video. Um, I had to change my font because the number one... Oh, because it didn't have the one in the font? Yeah. It blended so, with the letters, so... That is yeah. just because, um, like, my previous gamer tag, yeah. um, even though I've used the name Chromatica for years, um, it, like, this band in Chile started uh, calling themselves Chromatica, which was a word I thought I had made up. And so <laughs> I ended up having to use the one. And so when I switched uh, the name over, I just kept the one because I'm like, surely, you know, if I need to, if I need this handle, nobody's going to have it. And so that's mostly been the case, except for Instagram. Then I had to change it a little bit. Little and underscore I'm, at like, the end. One of my biggest pet peeves as a social media manager, and I know that sometimes this is unavoidable, 
And I'm also guilty because the Star Citizen socials are, are guilty of this, um, <laughs> but I didn't set them up, um, <laughs> is when people have different handles. Yeah. Um, and especially when they're dramatically different. So I'll use Star Citizen as an example because this is one of my biggest pet peeves and something that I've been uh, trying to change forever. Um, but, you know, we have Robert Space Industries as yeah. our handle on, um, on, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then like Twitch and, and TikTok, it's Star Citizen. Yeah. Um, and like when content creators have their handles so dramatically different, it it makes it so it makes it so hard because there's sometimes like I use um social scheduling software that allows me to make like one post and share it across all three channels. And if you don't have the same handle across all three channels and like if there's like one little difference in so or something like that, I might not notice. And then it goes out and then all of a sudden I'm tagging somebody else and that's then it's right. like oh. um but but yeah that that's like one of my biggest pet peeves. Yeah, I think it's something like all content creators have to go through. Obviously, I'm not a studio, but like beyond the verse, I had this whole thing where I had about halfway through episode 2025, I had to change, I had to pivot because everything was like Star Citizen BTV. And I'm like, okay, first off, I shouldn't be taking like the game's name. Like there's like legality and public relation considerations there. So I'm like, all right, I got to get away from that. But beyond the verse was taken freaking everywhere. It's it's like such a common yeah. name. So I, I get you. Yeah, it was something I struggled with uh, in this podcast alone. It's crazy. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of people on the internet, and so we're getting to the, the point where it's hard to, to claim something that That's you're right. thinking of unless you think of something completely unique. That's right. Well, walk us through your journey. So uh, what made you want to get into, I guess, video games? And then what made you want to be a social media manager? Um, so I've been, I've been a gamer my whole life. Um, I had the original Nintendo system, um, back in the early nineties. Um, I had the Sega Genesis, been playing video games my whole life. Um, so I've always been a gamer. Uh, the irony is that like, I never actually sought to work in the gaming industry. Um, and I actually never sought to be a social media manager. So it was kind of like a happy little accident. Um, but, um, I went to I, I went to school. I got a degree in communications, and from there, um, I knew that I wanted to be like in the the marketing realm um, because it offered an opportunity to be creative and to have fun and just do a bunch of different things where like no day would be the same, right? Yeah. Um, and so. Like, you know, the stereotypical fashion, I started in social media as an intern once upon a time. Started. Classic. Um, and that was for um, a marketing agency in Miami. And since then, I worked for um, another agency. Um, and then I just, like, I don't know, I guess um, people thought that I did social media really well, and I just kind of kept doing it. And then <laughs> that's pretty much been my journey. Um, so I've, I've worked at um, several marketing agencies. I worked um, for an anime studio for a little while. Um, and then this would be my second gaming studio that I've worked for doing social. Nice. Um, but I love it though. Like um, it, it's it's kind of a cool job. Like, but like part of me is kind of like divided because I'm like, man, I've been working in social for so long. <laughs> but at the other point, it's like, 
I kind of, I really like it though. Like, I don't know what else I would do that would be like as fun as working on social. I get to go to events, um, you know, in person, I get to play games and take screenshots and, you know, and, and one of my favorite things to do, honestly, especially in the position that I'm in now is to signal boost content creators. Like I absolutely love like having that power um and power is a kind of a strong word but um but but having the ability to use my resources to help other people succeed and to be successful um because you know when when these people are reaching partner and and they're getting these deals with brands and all that stuff and to to be able to have that you know ability to to push them over into those um you know um promotions i think is is honestly the coolest part of the job um it's a very selfless uh service kind of approach like that's that's a a breath of fresh air to hear so well you know at the end of the day like if they become successful and you know it it, it's it's a mutually beneficial thing um so at least i hope so but well you grow them and they grow the audience and they they have a reach that brings you know more audience too so that's that's interesting. That's a really good. That's a really good point. So you became a, a social media manager uh, for CIG as after your first studio. What has been like some some of your highlights? Like if you were to like champion two or three instances, like like what has really been uh, amazing for you to experience? Um. Honestly, the the Battle of the Bricks event. Um, I don't know if you know the whole like backstory for that. Don't know the backstory. That one is just so funny to me because I. So so the backstory for people who don't know, um, I had probably. I want to say I had only been managing the Star Citizen socials for like a couple months prior to this. So I was still fairly new and, um, you know, drinking from the fire hose, learning (laughs) the game and learning processes and everything. Um, And we, I think around that time we had announced the Vulture. No, we didn't announce it. I had posted a Lego build of somebody who had built um, a Vulture out out of Legos. And Eve Online ended up re- like retweeting it and putting like some snarky comment about how it looked like the venture. Um, and I'm a snarky person too. Like I, I consider myself a good troll, um, where I know how to like walk that line between like you know being an evil troll and and being yeah. a nice troll. Um, so I I bantered back and forth with them. And uh, long story short we ended up agreeing to meet up for an event where we hosted a battle of the bricks charity stream um where their teams uh, went against our teams building um a lego to see or a lego build that was voted by the community and it was like this huge event um where we all got together in manchester studio um to to live stream the event and and it was just it was so cool and it was so wholesome like we had uh what like you know behind the scenes like we were going out drinking with the eve online guys we went to like some arcades and we were staying up late in the hotel like till two three o'clock in the morning like drinking and just shooting the ship um and it was just such a cool like wholesome experience to just have some online bickering end up making like friends with what is 
considered a rival game, you know? Sure. Um, because a lot of like the social media sphere, like um, I'll, I'll use Wendy's as an example because yes. everybody knows Wendy's social media. So good. Um, but like everybody knows Wendy's for them like roasting, you know, McDonald's and all the other fast food chains. And so like this is a whole complete opposite direction like instead of like like we kind of bantered each other a little bit but we didn't roast each other and what came out of it is that we had this really cool event uh where we made friends with each other and we raised money for charity and um i don't know it, that was probably like my most memorable moment even to this day that's awesome. um working here yeah that's awesome if if you're a listener or viewer right now and, you, and you're not aware go search the windy social media it, it is it is hilarious. Well, the, the main girl who was a social media manager who yeah. started that whole trend, she doesn't work there anymore. No. Um, I haven't, yeah, I haven't been keeping track of, of the Wendy's social media. Um, I think I was getting a lot of ads for them and I ended up muting them. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know that she doesn't work there anymore. So I don't uh, know if they're still using that same strategy or not. But yeah. Um, there's there's an ongoing feud right now. I don't know if it's like company versus company, but it's like a Chick Fil A versus a Taco Bell, and like they're oh, they're they're doing their signs like the you know the signs when you're driving by like one message will be against the others like like Chick Fil A was like I bet we could do tacos better than you, <laughs> and then they came well, back. I didn't. I haven't seen that. It's a very good exchange. Uh, it happened. It started happening like over the summer, but yeah, it's a Chick Fil A Taco Bell dynamic. It's uh, hilarious. <laughs> seeing brands like interact with each other especially yeah. when they're being i, I do kind of like when they're being spicy with each other but like yeah. tastefully spicy well, what better marketing i mean because people are going to make memes out of it they're going to make tiktok videos out of it it's like free publicity oh, yeah. so makes sense to me <laughs> yeah yeah there, there's a lot of brands out there that are doing really good stuff um like duolingo i think is is one of the best um brands out there right now i mean if you their their tiktok strategy is like totally unhinged but i mean they're just going viral from a talking owl for a language app. It's just brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, along the same spirit of the last questions, um, what what advice would you give like content creators um, to help you out? Like for you and your reposting and your signaling that you were mentioning, like what are some behaviors that you wish content creators would change to help you out in your role? Uh, content creators, um, I don't, like, I, th that's tough for me to answer because um, one of the things, like I said earlier, is just, like, having the same handle on everything sure. um, would be huge. But um, I really don't have that much advice for content creators that would make my job easier. Um, aside from just like if you're planning an event um, or if you're, you know, just wanting us to like repost something, um, mostly for events, I guess, um, is just to have like all the information that is needed in one single post. Mm. Um, I can't tell you how many times that I've wanted to like retweet an event or, or something like that. And then the rabbit hole that I've had to go through in order to find, I mean, there, there's even been some events where like I had to go into a discord and 
find and then when I went into the discord I, you know like it's you have to agree to a bunch of rules and do all these things and I'm like dude I'm just trying to find a date for something like don't make me work this hard I have a million things that I need to do but I really want to help you guys out and promote this event and um and and you know like an, another thing that is um that 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 I really enjoy doing aside from signal boosting content creators, which is sort of related, is signal boosting ways for the community to get involved in general. Like there's there's a lot of events out there. Um, there's a lot of orgs out there. Um, but at the same time, a lot of the feedback that I see on our comments, um, and I wouldn't say a lot, but I do see them pretty regularly, is that there are people out there who would love to have a group of people to play with because they don't have any friends um, to play Star Citizen. And um, I'm always looking for opportunities to promote these kind of events um, and ways for the community to find, um, you know, people to play with and to get involved so that they can feel the sense of community. Um, so again, with like all of these events, um, please have, and especially if you're gonna put times on things, if it's streams, if it's events, Remember that times on the internet is um, kind of an ambiguous thing. So remember to include time zones. Um, that's a huge thing. What's probably one of the most common mistakes that I see is people will put time without a time zone. It's um, <laughs> very important. Yeah. So yeah, just making sure that everything's there. Um, links, handles, time zones. Yeah, no, that's great advice. Uh, it's great advice. It's I, I learned the hard way. In the last game, I was I was a content creator for New World, and we would put we would put like, hey, we're gonna meet at eight p.m. or like, awesome, people from Japan are wanting to play with us, and and they're like, two a.m. our time on like, hey, where's everybody at? Yeah, we done screwed up. So appreciate. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's good advice for sure. Yeah, and it's always funny to me too, like when we, because a lot of the times when we put post with uh, time zones, it's always in UTC because yeah. probably like one of the easiest ones to to list. Um, but it's so funny how many people don't know what UTC is. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. yeah. So I, I I do that. I convert everything that you put out. I convert into US Central. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, uh, so, so that's one of the things, like, especially because, yeah. like, we're working in different studios that, that are in different time zones, so, like, yeah. I'm forever converting time, um, so I have, like, a little app, or I guess a little, like, Chrome extension that allows me, like, I permanently have UTC, uh, Pacific Time, um, Central Time, and um, whatever the time zone is for, for England and for Germany on there, like, just permanently, <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah. Time.gov. It's a really good website. We use at Amazon. So <laughs> it gives you everything you need. So. so so, what does that imply for like your own personal socials? Like you, you do this nine to five. I say nine to five. I know you're working like 27 hours of a 24 hour day. Um, Let me tell you a secret. There's yeah. no social media manager that works nine to five. And if yeah. they are, they're, they're not probably not a good one. Sorry. 100%. <laughs> 100%. But do you ever get, uh, you ever get burnt, not burnt out. I don't want to say that. Um, do you ever, yeah, I guess so. Do you ever get burnt out where you're like, you're kind of done with it. You don't really um, focus on your socials or what, what impact does that have on your personal social experience yeah, um so i i think it would be lying if i said that i i didn't um i i mostly 
mostly it's just because of the the variety of channels um like for twitter like i'm so active on twitter and it's kind of my way to like keep my finger on the pulse with what's going on in yeah. the star citizen world and i kind of feel like at this point I'm I'm so embedded into the Star Citizen world that even on my own personal channels I'm seeing all this stuff, which is like it has its good and its bads. Um, but you know when it comes to like other social media platforms like um, like my Instagram and like my uh, TikTok, I probably haven't posted. Oh, I think I posted one earlier this week, but prior to that, I haven't posted anything on my personal TikTok and almost probably a year um but 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 yeah like i i funnel most of my energy into the brand accounts um but aside from that um it's it's mostly like for me it's i just i live on twitter that's basically yeah Yeah. no it it makes it it makes total sense And, and i think okay first off you are the subject matter expert on this but if i were to give any advice have separate accounts with separate mission statements. So like, I'm not gonna muddy um, political opinion on my Beyond the Verse podcast socials, yeah. right? I'm not gonna and, have- And that's actually Go a really good point to bring up because that that's another um, big thing for, for content creators, um, just because of the environment that we're living in, you know, these days. Like if you're gonna post that stuff, like don't don't mix it in with your content because it just it, you you're shooting yourself in the foot when you do that's that. Right. <laughs> yep. That's right. I think you're winning if no one knows what side of the aisle you're on. If no one knows where you stand, you're like yes, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm exactly. winning at social media. <laughs> exactly. It's it's a sad truth uh, for sure. So. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so it's funny because. Um, I, I come from the other gaming studio, um, and I worked there for a little over three years. Um, and I just had my second year anniversary um, a couple weeks ago. Congrats! Um, here, um, and and it's funny because like our game is so expansive, and like there's just so much you can do with content in our game. Um, and without mentioning the last game that I worked on, um, <laughs> there wasn't like a whole lot of opportunity to um, get creative with content. So I definitely felt that a lot with the last game that I worked on. And that's primarily the reason that I, I kind of ended up looking for another job. Um, sure. It's just because like, I, I feed off of, you know, the creative, the, the, the creativity. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, even this week, somebody posted a video of um, a, a, of a spirit that they were using to um, break somebody out of prison with a tractor beam and a and a PTV, and I was just like, what? Brilliant. Um, so, yeah. but it, it's that kind of stuff that like actually invigorates me and gets me like, you know, really excited about this project and wanna, you know flex my my creative muscles in order to make fun content for people to interact with so so yeah so, so I want to I want to piggyback off of that last example. Uh, before we went live, you and I had a conversation about the glitches in the game, and how those are making like gold. Those are gems in social media. I'll venture to say that some of the best content is when you're not actually playing the game. <laughs> like when you're like I don't know, like when you're showing like a meta build. There's an appetite for that. There's a thing for that. But I think I think what's making like in 2023, what's making like headwind in social media posts 
it's the nonsense that is happening like the t poses on chairs uh glitching through planets like the hilarious things that happen and you just kind of hashtag star citizen you're like yep that's star citizen yeah, I mean, i'm not gonna lie like that stuff is kind of funny and and, yeah. and what i was saying earlier is that um sometimes like like okay we're gonna be honest we know that that bugs happen in star yeah. citizen it's an active development it's just part of the process um but but honestly sometimes the bugs kind of make it funny and kind of make the experience more fun don't yeah. get me wrong i i totally understand that they can be frustrating um but it was just like the other day i was playing uh with a group of people and they were trying to pick me up in in some ship and the ramp wouldn't go down all the way and i i was like challenging myself to get like a running start and to see how much i could use low gravity in order to get on there <laughs> Um, and I actually, I, I saw for science in the chat earlier, yep. and they do stuff like that all the time, and I think that that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and then there's the the YouTube channel called Clip of the Day that that makes like montages of everybody Star Citizen clips, and I'm not gonna lie, I watch, I probably watch that almost every day, and I I laugh my ass off on yeah. on some of the stuff that that happens to people. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, granted, it like I'm kind of in this tricky position where like we we own up to that shit. Like we we're, we're not gonna tell people that the game is perfect and that there's no bugs because that's not the truth. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it, it puts me in a tricky spot in terms of like, um, do we want to post this? And I have totally posted some videos that were super like out there with with a funny bug um but at the same time we don't want to just make our social media contents about funny bug stuff right because yeah. then what what message does that put out so <laughs> um <laughs> so so yeah i think a good example and this is several insight star citizens ago but a good example was like uh, at, at the end of the credits, there's usually like an additional scene. Uh, and Jared was talking about the elevators killing people. Like it was Dungeons and oh, Dragons. Yeah. And like, like they rolled like a nat 20, the but they still, they, they still died on the elevator. I'm like, that is so perfect. Yeah, that's what I say. Like we, we know <laughs> that it happens. Yeah. Like we, we're, not, we're not blind to it. And we yeah. acknowledge it. Um, but you know, I'm not gonna post every week about how an elevator has killed somebody. Yeah. Although I haven't been killed by an elevator in a really long time. So, Man, you better, I don't know if it's a thing or not. You better knock on I wood. You better knock on wood because I haven't died in an elevator and gotcha. I haven't had a 30K since before CitizenCon. So I don't know. Better knock on wood. I know. <laughs> We're going to 30K out of this podcast in a second here. but. <laughs> Oh man. So so what are you playing right now? Like are are you are you playing Star Citizen? I, I know I know you stream. I know what you've been playing, yeah. but for the sake of the podcast, um what else have you been getting into? Yeah, I do play Star Citizen uh quite quite often. Um although I'll be honest with you, I haven't played maybe played like once or twice since CitizenCon just because I've been so busy. But um, also I've been like super heavily embedded into Baldur's Gate. Yes. Um, I, I have like almost 200 hours in it right now and I haven't even <laughs> finished uh, Act 3 yet. So, and then they just came out with an update that I saw that's going to add more content to it. So I'll probably yep. never finish this game at this rate. <laughs> um, and then I'm also playing cyberpunk phantom liberty um so been really heavily into that lately as well um also just picked up uh, ghost runner 2 which that game is so massively underrated and such a great game it is 
completely unique in comparison to anything that you've probably ever played. Sure. Um, but it has amazing visuals. It has a synth wave soundtrack. Um, Whatever that it's, is. It's just like... Uh, um, uh, so one of my friends called it a Genji simulator, and I nice. think that that's probably the best way to describe it because it's a lot of like parkour, uh, but it's like cyberpunk parkour where you only have one life, and if you get shot or you fall or something, you have to start from the beginning, and it's really frustrating nice. but really rewarding at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, I mean this out of all respect, but you definitely look like V from Cyberpunk. Like I can see you. That's, what, that's the goal. I'm, that's I'm the trying goal. to achieve. <laughs> I see you posting the katanas. You shopping for katanas or something for the December holidays? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, you brought up Baldur's Gate three. So first off, I got the freaking collector's edition over here. So yes, I'm a fan. Okay. I lo I love it. Uh, I'm right there with you though. I've put in over a hundred hours, and I'm I'm maybe scraping you know Act Three, but there's so much crap to do. I guess to turn this into a question, game of the year. What do you think? I mean, I yeah, can it I, has to be. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I Boulder's Gate is not my game. Like, I do not play those type yeah. of games. Like, I know this comes as a shock for a lot of people. Um, although I see people from my Discord in here, and they'll be able to tell you that <laughs> I just watched Lord of the Rings for the first time this no. year. And they had to start a stream incentive for me to watch it, and now it's become like a meme. But I'm not, I'm not a high fantasy person. I'm, I'm very sure. much a sci-fi person. And, um, and so Baldur's Gate, like I've, I don't play RPGs, I don't play um, like high fantasy stuff. Sure. So like Baldur's Gate is not my game at all. Like yeah. I would never in a million years play Baldur's Gate. However, I am a huge sucker for a good character creator. And when That's I good. was seeing the characters that people were building on Twitter, I was like... Mm, I might have to buy this just <laughs> for the character creator. The character yep. creator was my gateway drug. And I ended up getting it. I fell in love with the character that I built. I, By the way, I spent three hours, and I'm not even joking, three hours building my character for Baldur's Gate. Um, and then I started playing it. And just like the story and the, the gameplay and just everything just absolutely sucked me in so uh, there there's no argument that it would not get game of the year for me because yeah. for something that i wasn't even expecting like i literally thought i was going to make my character and never play it again because i <laughs> tend to do that um <laughs> but that's not what happened and i have sure. not put the damn game down since i got it so, so good. hands down game of the year yeah no i agree i agree 100 percent. the uh of course, I'm a nerd, have notes, notes on a clipboard here. But yeah, so it, it looks like uh, Resident Evil, Super Mario Brothers, uh, Alan Wake, Legends of Zelda. I, like, I don't know what it's going to compete with or what's going to compete with it. Like, Boulder's Gate 3 yeah. was just so, it was so good. And like the yeah. character creation thing, to your point, like when Star Citizen comes out with their, like, what they pitched uh, I, I want a beard i want to sit there and i want to comb the beard i want to braid someone i just say that during so so i knew about some of that that's actually one of the things we were talking about this a little bit before but um i knew about the advanced like some of the advanced features for the character customizer that was going to be in squadron 42 yeah. but i didn't know to the extent yeah. like i didn't see it in as much detail as they they showed at citizen con and let me tell you 
I was drooling over that panel. Like, I know some yeah. people, like, on social were saying, like, oh, my God, this is, like, an hour panel on hairstyles. <laughs> and I'm, like, mind blown. Like, this is going to take me five hours to build my character when this comes out because I just, this is going to be insane. But I'm yeah. just, like, honestly, that is probably the number one thing that I'm looking forward to the most. Um, and I'm, I think it's going to change the gaming industry as a whole when yep. they see how expansive this character customizer is because as it as it stands like um the i would say the top two character customizers i've i've ever experienced was probably Baldur's gate and cyberpunk yeah. starfield had a lot of options but like they weren't really good options in my opinion like i i remember it took me like three hours to make my character in starfield but um i felt like all the options just kind of looked like i wasn't really sold on anything everything was just kind of like mid yeah. as the cool kids say um <laughs> so but but i think that this is really going to push the industry into changing um the, the the way that we build characters in the future yeah well i i think i think that's the appetite like if you look at con content creation now it's like screenshots and videos of your character in third person like people want to have that ownership and identification inside the game and for us to even yeah. be close to that you know we say diversity inclusive like for us to even be close to that is a huge win for content creators like <laughs> the fact that i don't have beards in the game it breaks my heart and then i saw it at citizen con i'm like yes <laughs> I have, yeah. a, I have a place in this world. <laughs> yeah, no, it it's, it's going to take looks... content creation to a whole nother level. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that's super exciting for me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you stole the next question. I, I was going to ask you, like, in Star, in Star Citizen, like, like, what else are you... So I guess, what else are you looking forward to? Yes, the character creation is going to be badass, but is there, like, a... Is there like a 322, which I guess is hair, but is there like a 322 launch you're looking forward to without getting into dates or any promises? Is there anything towards pyro you're looking uh, forward to the most? Yeah, so uh, obviously the hair. Um, I actually, I, I feel bad. I haven't, I haven't even seen what's like in the the Avocati build. Um, even though I know that 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 hair is in there, um, so I actually don't know what the the hair is going to look like for this next build. I just know that there's going to be there's more. <laughs> oh no we've lost galactica stand by hold on hold on hold on hold on did we get you back i think so did i drop or did you drop i don't know what happened uh it's live so let's just say uh, life happened all right we're good we're good let's go <laughs> all right i'm sorry so um, the the hairstyles I'm definitely looking forward to, um, yeah. but also as shown on on Citizen Con, and obviously there's there's no release date for this yet. But yeah. but base building for me is yes. going to be huge. Um, yep. So that is probably the the second thing that I'm I'm most excited for. Although you know it's it's hard to tell when that will come out. Right. Right. Yeah, that was the one thing, uh, you know, Chris gets out there and says, everything that you've seen is going to be out, you know, next year. And we're like, ooh, <laughs> I don't know. For base building, yeah, base they building, did I don't know. say that the development is going to start yeah. next year. Um, so, fair. So I don't know 
if it's reasonable to expect that that will come out um, by the end of next year, but yeah. development is going to start. So, so that one is probably going to take a while. Yeah. Um, but but just seeing that uh, at CitizenCon, like honestly, it's as bad as it sounds, but just seeing that like actually inspired me to to go back to No Man's Sky because yeah. I am such a sucker for like crafting and yeah. and building. Um, like some of my favorite games are Subnautica and and No Man's Sky, and it's because of that. Like I love like the survival with the crafting elements. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, and 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 I think. The, the idea of having your housing um, like in a public setting where people can come and visit, like the whole lot system that's being proposed right now, uh, it's beautiful because if you look at Elder Scrolls Online, it's instanced, right? You have to be like invited into the home and it's gotta be like, it's instanced, it's, it's outside of the game. But this feels like, it seems like it's gonna be this, like you put up your shop, you put up your org base if you have a pioneer and then it's, anybody can come by and visit you have to protect it from the enemy like there's just so much being proposed that excites the crap out of me i can see myself like just playing on the base forget the rest of the game <laughs> like i can see myself just living on the base and having a good time yeah it, it opens a lot of opportunities to to get really creative with it and and honestly one of my favorite things is just seeing how creative people can be with the elements that are that are in the in the verse and and making it into like a sandbox thing and um, you know one one content creator that does an amazing job at that is Expat Brat um, and and I think once base building becomes a thing it's just gonna really just ramp all that up. Yeah. So so what is that like for you um, being that kind of liaison between the hype and like you settling people down a little bit like all right, all right hey guys like because like you can you own the social media temper like the temperament of social media how, how do you do it like what's what's your what's your process like when do you what am i trying to say like like when do you engage when do you like get involved and say all right hey guys no we're not we're not launching pyro tomorrow uh for instance like how do you do that finesse for it um so like when when uh we were doing the what's it called the um the preview channel where like a lot of people um got access to uh be able to experience pyro um although it wasn't everybody um but it was I, i would argue to say that it was a good majority of our our of our active user base um with with stuff like that you know i have to keep in mind that because not everybody has access to that i don't want to um kind of poke the bear and 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 make them feel bad that they don't have access to it but you know for for technical reasons we couldn't give everybody the keys to pyro right um so uh, a lot of like the the way that I kind of designed my strategy around that was just to let the community be the voice. So I actually don't think I think I maybe made like one, maybe two posts that came from me that was like, hey, you know, this tech preview channel is up and and here's how it's going. Um, but all the other content that we posted, was just sharing what the community was was putting out. Yeah. Um, so it was really just letting the community talk about it. And the same thing with the 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 F8C event that we did with the yeah. platinum tickets. Like, I think um, I think I only maybe made like two or three posts, but for the most part, we just let the community make the post, and then we signal boost that. Yeah. Um. So that's 
kind of how I arrange my my strategy for that. Yeah, it, I feel like it would have to be a balance. Like if if you follow Jared and Jake, and like every now and then, I mean, I've seen Tyler get involved every now and then. They jump in there and they say, "Hey, like let's let's either temper the toxicity, like like temper the it's never gonna happen, or it's the temper like, hey guys, we're not even like close, you know, to being in live pride. So let's let's slow our yeah. expectations down. So I, I do. I see it coming from other people, not just you. I see it coming from you know a lot of the. Um, I guess the decision makers or the influencers uh, from yeah. CIG. Another good example of this um, is like actually for IAE this year when we put that messaging out um, about Jax not yeah. going to be part. Like we didn't yep. want to break like the 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 brand voice and yep. and 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 break because a lot of the times when when we make the social media posts and stuff like that, like we try as much as possible to make it as immersive as possible. Yeah. By like writing as if like you were in the verse or like in the game, yeah. um, where it sometimes you know you, you you can't you you have to like avoid it. But for that we we decided to to do that approach. Um, and then we saw a lot of the community like coming up with like all these conspiracies from like the expectation that that Jack was yep. that Jax was gonna appear at the end of IE, and then some people thinking that it was related to the um, the the writers' strikes and all of that. And so that started like blowing up um, on socials and on Reddit and stuff. And so you know us as the community team were like, Okay, this we might need to break character and actually clear <laughs> out the air so that people yeah. aren't, you know, disappointed when they're not going to see Jax, you know, this year for for IAE. And so yeah. sometimes, you know, it's it's really just you have to have like um an internal like thermometer to to gauge the temperature of like when you're like, "All right, we got to we got to break character here so yeah. that we can set the expectations so that people don't get disappointed. And we try to do that as much as possible, I would say. Sure. Yeah. Um, so between you and me, no one else. So let's keep this. Let's keep this just between you and me. Uh, I'm totally guilty of that. I created a conspiracy theory where I was like, you know what? He's in pyro. Right, like he's in Pyro, they're gonna cut cut scene away from IAE, and he's gonna be making videos or something from Pyro, and it's gonna be like a tie-in. Like I had a whole podcast segment where I'm like, it's still gonna happen, and like literally that next day, Tyler comes out with his, I think it was like Reddit post or something, and I was like, um, nope, not happening. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> yeah, it was tough, um, but I think it was the right call because yeah, I think if absolutely. we hadn't said anything and then he just never appeared, and that was like the only messaging yeah. that we had, that um, it, it would be a totally different outcome. Sure. Um, but but yeah. So so we're getting into one of my last questions for you, our last like segments for you. But we talked about your influence, like external with the community. Um, I would love to learn more about your influence internally, like to CIG. And I hate asking, like, what's your nine to five look like? I hate that. So I'm going to ask a better a better way. Um, but like in the decision making process, whether it's marketing or whether it's, you know, some endeavor, uh, Luminalia coming up in the next couple of weeks. What does your role look like internally? What are some functions that you, you know, you do? What are some considerations? What have you influenced um, at CIG? 
Yeah. Um, so I, I could answer this in two different ways. Like I can tell you like what the, the process is in terms of like my involvement. And I can also tell you like what my typical day to day looks like. Sure. Um, but uh, in terms of like the involvement aspect. Um, so us as a community team, like I, I wouldn't just put it on me. Um, but, but the community team as a whole, um, we're like always having meetings about, um, planning, you know, creative things for, uh, future events. Like just this week we were planning stuff already for, for Valentine's day, um, and for, for lunar new years. Um, so we, we do like brainstorming meetings and, um, a lot of it is just, you know, pigging back and forth between like, hey, what kind of cool contest can we do for the community? And um, what kind of fun engagements can we do like on social media? Um, and sometimes this has um, spawned like some really creative stuff. Um, like one of my favorite things to do, uh, or one of my favorite things I've done on social media is, um, it actually started two years ago um, for for Valentine's Day. We um, we did a thing where I made a post and uh, we said something along the lines of like, uh, "Be our Valentines." If you comment on this post, we'll send you like an individual Valentine's Day card. Yeah. And I had created. Let me tell you. I spent so many freaking hours making these stupid Valentine's Day <laughs> cards that were all like full of um, Star Citizen puns. Yeah. I must have had a folder on my computer on my computer of like 50 to like 60 of them, just ready <laughs> to fire. And every time that somebody commented on our post, we responded with one of them. Yeah. And I thought that was like so. It was such a fun thing. Um, and it actually ended up being really well uh, received because so many people were commenting, <laughs> trying to get us to send them Valentine's Day cards. Yeah. And we did something similar last year as well, um, although scaled down a little bit. So you know, stuff like that comes out of those like brainstorming meetings. Um, but but we've also done. Um, trying to think like what creative thing that we've done recently um i don't know but but a lot of like the the brainstorming sessions that we have you know we we talk about like you know um different videos or um contest and stuff that we want to create for each promotion and yeah. and some of them are pretty wild like some <laughs> of the stuff that i i pitched for um, this Valentine's Day, I'm like really, really hoping goes through um, because it is pretty unhinged and wild, but nice. uh, but it's fun. So, is there is there a feather in your hat uh, that you like brag about? Like, like is there is there like um, the like the one thing you're most proud about that you delivered or that you that you pitched that got accepted? Oh gosh! Not to put um, you on the spot, like I don't. <laughs> that sounds I, like an interview question. Think- I don't know. I would really have to think about that. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, I, I don't know. Like, I don't have one. Like, I've, I've had a lot of things that I've pitched. Oh, my God. I just remembered. Okay. So, <laughs> the Let's first go. thing that comes to mind, last was it last year? No, not last year. But the year before that, for April Fool's, I was the one who pitched the uh, Mesher dating app. <laughs> Uh, that we made as a joke and it was so funny because we had planned this like 
months in advance and like i said like a lot of the stuff like we're, we're already planning valentine's day um and it's not even december yet so so anything that goes out is planned out months in advance for the most part um and so we released our dating app called Mesher um, <laughs> two years ago for uh, April Fool's uh, Triggerfish. And the same, it was actually a really funny situation. The same day, Eve Online had also released a dating app for April Fool's. And at this point, because of the Battle of the Bricks thing yeah. that I was talking about earlier, yeah. like we were already like cool with the Eve Online guys. Like we were kind of like buds with them. And so we sent them a message and we're like, hey, um, so I know you're not going to believe this, but we have the exact same April Fool's joke as you guys. That's hilarious. We leaned into it and there was like all these conspiracy theories online about why we both had (laughs) dating apps and stuff. Because I think even in the post that when we released it, like I had to obviously pivot and uh, we we kind of played on it and said like, hey, is I forget the name of their dating app, but it was like, hey, is uh, Eve Online's dating app not working out for you? Are you not finding the matches? <laughs> then come over to Mesher. Um, but it was fun. It was fun. That's awesome. Yeah, that's. <laughs> well, I, I I hope the things that you're pitching for for this Valentine's Day, uh, April Fools, and all that works out. Like that's. That's hilarious. Oh, I, I've already pitched stuff for April Fool's this year, and I'm yeah. really hoping, oh my gosh, like, let me just say, like, if, if there's some really, like, unhinged shit that you're like, who the fuck came up with this? It's, like, I, I probably had a hand in it. <laughs> well, you've heard it here. I will clip this, and I, I, will, I, I will play it in uh, in March and April, and I'll be like, hey, you heard it here I, first. I'm crossing my fingers. I have a feeling that what I'm pitching for April Fool's isn't going to happen, but if it does, and I hope it does, it is going to be so unhinged. That is that is hilarious. So basically, if we see anything goofy next year, it's it's on you. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's probably a bunch of a bunch of stuff though, because like even even that year that that we did the measure, we did yeah. we did a bunch of stuff for April Fools. Like we came out with like a fake uh, patch notes blog and stuff like that. So everybody everybody actually contributed to all of that. So um, it was it was definitely a team effort. Yeah. Well, awesome. I, I am going to uh, read off a couple, I'm gonna call this a lightning round. This is coming from the community, a couple of questions. I call it a lightning round because I, I think they're they're pretty expected questions. So like, what's your favorite ship manufacturer? We'll start with that one. Uh, so my favorite ships like constantly cycle because I just, I'm drinking from the fire hose with ships now that sure. I have all of them. Um, but lately it's been Crusader. Um, okay. My most recent favorite ship is the um, Ares Inferno okay. um, Ion. But I haven't I haven't actually tried the C1 yet, and I'm really dying to try the C1, and I have a feeling that that might become my favorite ship, but TBD. Yeah, yeah the tractor beam on the C1, we talked about in the last episode. Uh, but the tractor beam was a lot of fun to uh, do a lot of things I shouldn't have been doing in-game, like taking other people's crap and blocking them where they can't. Oh, their ship, so. I haven't even <laughs> used the tractor beam yet. <laughs> it's it's good. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I uh Crusader is like middle of the road for me. Like, yeah. okay, I, I'm I'm fancy, I guess. I love origin, I love the design language, I love like again, it's like a Tesla in space. Uh but even then it gets a little like too much at times. So I'll I'll go to Drake because it's the homeless 
It's the homeless man, you know, manufacturer. Just on um, both sides of the spectrum. Exactly. If I could put an origin inside of a Drake, you know, <laughs> um, it's, it's really funny. But like the middle of the road, like I go back and forth, just like you said, I go back and forth. I kind of dabble in Argo. Um, I've really enjoyed the vulture and like the different type of uh, like salvaging vulture, uh, salvaging mining, the workers, the blue collar ships. Um, but yeah, I go back and forth. But origin is like a good, a good place for me. I feel bad saying this, um, but I think I've only flown, like I've, I've been in a bunch of origin ships. People sure. don't let me fly ships when I play with multiple <laughs> people. I have no idea why, um, mm. but um, that was sarcasm. Yeah. But um, the, the few times that I've flown, I forget what I, what I was flying. I think it was a 600, uh, 600i, but I just, the, 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 the flight style, the piloting style, I don't know how to describe it, but yeah. uh, the way that it handled wasn't, like, I don't know, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of it, like, it just wasn't for me. Sure, sure. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing how passionate people are about their ship manufacturers. Like, the whole, um, you guys put on the, the best in show, um, ship showdown. You put the ship showdown together, and, like, people get mad. Like, pure, like angry on social media um, and it's it's just it's super interesting to find out like why like why are they passionate there's more like anti-origin than there are pro really any other ship like I hate origin like, I'm voting for what beat out the um the eight but that's what Ship Showdown is about, though. It's like the, the way that I think of Ship Showdown, yeah. it's like a WWE match for yeah. all the ships. So, like, it's that's everybody, right. you know, <laughs> being brutally passionate, as I like to say, about their favorite ships. But yeah. what was funny to me is that everybody was going for manufacturers this year. And yeah. I don't think that um, people understood how the ship showdown works because it's actually for individual ships and not right. manufacturers. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. That's a good. That's a good point. I, I feel like mm -hmm. some of the, I guess the spirit of the event kind of gets tainted a little bit because like if I if I hated Drake, there's no way I'm voting for the Corsair. I hate Drake. The Corsair oh, is actually a. Aspect, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the Corsair is actually a pretty decent ship. Like. <laughs> Like, why would you not vote for it? But uh, a mule a mule beating out one of the larger ships kind of a, ridiculous. become a meme event at this point. Yes. And I don't know, like, honestly, out of all the events that we do, that one's probably up there in, in my, my favorite, in my top. Yeah. Um, because I, I actually enjoy seeing all the, the bigger <laughs> That's actually a really good question. And if you, if you can't answer this, please, like, say so or give me a nod and we'll move on. But, like, what... Uh, through all the social media engagement events that y'all do throughout the year, what is like the most engaging event? Would it be Ship Showdown, like numbers wise, or is there another? Um, so, like, if, if we're talking about numbers wise, like CitizenCon absolutely uh, blew course. everything through the roof. Course, I mean, yeah. it's like absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, CitizenCon. I mean, there, there's honestly nothing that can compare to CitizenCon, right. and and IAE is also another really popular one. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, but my, my I think honestly, like I'm thinking about all the events, and I have to say, I think my favorite one is probably Ship Showdown, with like uh, Day of the Vara being a, a heavy second. Mm, okay. Yeah, I would imagine like Invictus Launch Week and IAE basically the yeah. same spirit of event uh, I, would, I would think those would be pretty high obviously citizen kind like that 
Yeah, of yeah. course. Of course. Well, it's just funny to me that, like, in two days, the insane amount of, like, engagements and, yeah. and stuff and, and just new people coming to the pages and all of that that, that have happened in two days versus, yeah. like, you know, IAE is, like, almost a month long and, and yeah. so is um, Invictus Launch Week, even though it's called Invictus Launch Week. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there, there's a lot of events um like alien week is is pretty short and the pirate week is also pretty short so a lot of it, it's it's kind of unfair to to compare a lot of them because they're not you know running at the same uh capacity as those yeah. um but yeah invictus launch week and nie are, are probably some of the, the the biggest events that we have yeah yeah i, I think it helps whenever you've got like the future of gaming video that came out that Osmond Gold and Dr. Disrespect were responding to. Like, yes, that's that gonna that's gonna be situation was so funny. Like, I was gonna meme on top of that because it yeah. got to a point where, like, we were just watching a reaction section <laughs> <That's right. laughs> to that video. Like, it was like <laughs> Osmond Gold reacts and Dr. Yes. Disrespect reacts to Osmond Gold. That yeah. I like. Me and Buster were joking. I was like, Buster, so you need good. to make a video uh, reacting to Dr. Disrespect, reacting to Osmond Gold, and I'll do a video reacting you. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it, it's amazing. That's one of the social media trends I have never really understood is reaction videos. Like, I'll, on podcasts, I'll throw up Inside Star Citizen and we'll watch it together. It's 15 minutes. You know, it's good information. But, like, the yeah. whole, the whole, like, reacting, like, watch the video yourself and react to it yourself. Do I really care about, like, what Osmond Gold or Dr. Disrespect thinks about a game but i guess i guess it works you know, so i i didn't understand it either um yeah. until like i kind of and, and my my channels are definitely not a react channel but yeah. there's definitely especially more recently been times where we watch stuff on my stream together and honestly like i think reactions is kind of like a is is not the right word to use because like if i if i do that it's not necessarily with the goal in mind that I'm going to react like crazily and that people are there to watch like how I react to it. But it's more of a, hey, let's let's watch this together and see it at the same time kind of a thing. And, and that's what it feels like, at least for me being on that side of it. But it just yeah. so happens that, you know, Dr. Disrespect and, <laughs> and Osmond Gold have like millions of followers. Yes. So then it kind of becomes that, right? Yep. Yeah, they also have. Uh, I love Doctor Disrespect's like his personality. I love when he reacts to things because it's like how I want to react. I, I just, I, I just know I can't. Okay. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So so back to the community questions. Favorite game loop? Uh, if if you're gonna be in game for thirty minutes to an hour, like what is the one thing you're gonna be doing? Ooh, ooh, that's a tough one. Um... That is so difficult for me to answer because most <laughs> of the time when I'm playing the game, I'm literally creating my own stupid loops. Like that's like one yes. of the things that I actually enjoy doing the most. Like we've done things where we deliver hot dogs to anybody in chat in the verse. Or um, I was actually planning on doing a, um, a foot race at the snake pit where we get a bunch of people and they have to race on foot instead of like in a ship. Yeah. Um, so like I love doing stuff like that. Um, and I feel like that's the majority of what I do. I don't actually play the game as intended. Um, 
Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Like, I've actually, even though I suck at it, um, I've I've taken a liking to to doing like dogfighting lately, and that's kind of where my um, Ares Inferno Ion favorite ship comes into place because we were doing some uh, pirate swarm matches and it was the first time I think I'd ever used a ship and I was like oh my god this thing is amazing <laughs> uh, I feel like I took down the whole interest by myself I didn't I had to help but it felt like I did yeah. um and and that was pretty cool so um yeah when you say dogfighting like arena commander or in in the verse like just just doing space combat yeah. in general like yeah. bounties and stuff yeah, I'll, I'll throw you a huge curveball. Um, my favorite loop is taking like the 890 jump out to like a lake on, on Microtech and, and literally like not RPing, but like just hanging out there while I'm like working or while I'm doing other things, just just existing in the verse, like not really doing anything. So like I'm super lame, uh, but that so brings me joy. So <laughs> appreciate it, honestly, like honestly, yeah. that's why like I've spent so much time this year, like before I got into Baldur's Gate, I was playing a lot of No Man's Sky. And like, honestly, I just love having a game that like you can just do whatever like if you just want to have like a chill mindless game and that's why i'm looking yeah. forward to base building because i just want to yeah. find a, like a spot in the verse that's like super chill and just like yeah. you know build my my base and not have to like stress about other stuff and i don't know yeah. I, I can totally appreciate that like sometimes i go sightseeing around the verse too yeah um so yeah i could totally appreciate that yeah two last questions all right yeah. here, we, <laughs> here we go uh your favorite starting city so out of the four we have currently, Area 18, New Babbage, Lorville. Um, I'm going to say Area 18 um, yep. because it has everything there and everything is like so easily accessible. Um, so yeah, I, I would say Area. I mean, also because it's a little cyberpunky yep. and I might have, <laughs> you know, might be partial to, to cyberpunkness, but uh, yeah. You stole my quip. Uh, you, you stole my quip. I was gonna give. It's like, yep, that's that's very much cyberpunk when you walk around Area 18. Yep. Yeah. Well, last question. Your favorite upcoming ship? Uh, that's that's not out yet. No dates. Just what's your favorite upcoming ship? Dang. Um. I gotta think about this. Um, There's so many. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um. Well, let me ask you this. The galaxy this. looks pretty cool. Mm -hmm. The galaxy is awesome. The, the modularity of the galaxy is going to be amazing. Yeah, I probably the galaxy. Probably okay. the galaxy. I was going to ask you: Are you more like interested in like the capital ships coming out? Or are you more interested in kind of the smaller squad ships that are coming out? Yeah, like honestly, from my perspective, like capital ships don't really interest me that much. Yeah. Um, just because it just seems like a lot to manage. It's a lot to manage. Um, but BMM, uh, I should have went with BMM. But yeah, like like for example, like the BMM, um, I don't know, like I just it seems like a lot of responsibility. Um, and I don't like responsibilities, so, <laughs> um, but I don't know, like the galaxy just seems like a, like a cool ship. And, uh, I actually, I'm going to expose myself here. I actually don't know if there's any ships in game right now that has modularity. I want to say that there's not. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see what that's going to look like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to venture out and say no. I, I don't think so. Um, but I remember I remember somebody, maybe it was Crew, I, I remember somebody who said like the first ship that was going to have modularity in the game was the Galaxy. So I, I, 
Like yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's that's a that's a I, I think that is accurate. Um, I just wasn't a hundred percent on that. Yeah. So I'm like, I hope I'm not exposing myself when I say this. Galactica <laughs> said, "You heard it here." <laughs> she. So cool. <laughs> well, I, I will go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and wrap up this amazing conversation uh, before we say our goodbyes. If the community, if the listeners want more of Galactica, where where can they find more of you? Twitch channels, anything you want to plug in this moment? Yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much any social media platform. If you just type my name in there, you could probably find me on it because I feel like I'm everywhere. So. Yeah. Um, but but mostly I'm, I'm active on Twitch. Um, if if y'all want to come into my Twitch channel, you're more than welcome to. If you see me playing Star Citizen, honestly, the the only reason that I, I stream Star Citizen is because I love playing with viewers, um, and so it's kind of like my way to play with the community. So um, that being said, unless I'm doing a, a like a private event, which sometimes I'll join like Authy's like Ladies Night and stuff like that, yeah. um, I'll usually disclose that. But other than that. Uh, anytime that you see me streaming Star Citizen, it's fair game. You're welcome to come hang out and join us in game um, and, and get into some stupid shenanigans. Um, and then besides from that, I'm, I'm also really active on, on Twitter. So you're more than welcome to also follow me on Twitter. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Beyond the Verse podcast. It's meant a lot to me as, as a friend who have, has known you for over a year now at this point. Thank you for taking time out of your Thursday uh, and being part of the show. It means a lot. Yeah, no, this is great. This is actually a lot of fun, and Good. I'm really glad to, to be here. So thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Well, for everybody else, um, I'm actually going to be in Seattle next week uh, because it's Amazon's post Um Cyber Monday, Black Friday uh, event. So I will not be recording episode 36 next uh, next week. Expect episode 36 in two weeks. So with that, safe travels as you traverse beyond the verse. Take care, everybody. <laughs>